the Nashville 2 Podcast with your host, Edward Fox. G'day, viewers and listeners. As you may have seen at the end of the last episode, of course, if these get published out of order, it won't make any sense. But you may have seen that Michael came on. We were talking to Gary Rainford, Gary Rainford. Um, and so we had a little bit of a chat about coffee shops and stuff. But guys, this is another great episode of Nashville 2. Maybe you know somebody that should be a guest on Nashville 2, doing something cool in the Middle Tennessee communities around Nashville. We would love to have them on the show as a guest. So have them register at Nashville2.com. For those of you listening, I'm pointing up at my logo. For those of you watching it, you can see exactly what I'm doing. Um, so my special guest today is Michael Clark. Now, something you need to know about the name Michael Clark. The first time I saw that on our roster, because we met through BNI, which is Business Networking International. He's another BNIer. And uh, I'm like, Michael Clark, what a famous name. And it's uh, a, an Australian cricket player that was also captain of the Australian cricket team. But he's got more hair. He uh, Michael Clark had more hair than both uh, myself and Michael Clark combined. So uh, and, and Michael, probably money and probably money too. Oh, he's got a lot more money. I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, but he doesn't have our personality. No. So, Michael, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm excited because I think your message is very important for people that have owned a business, own a business, or are thinking about starting a business, or have maybe just started a business. Wow, does that, anybody with a business, like, they need to know what you do and who you are. Um, Michael, tell us about who you are, where you're from originally, because you're not, you didn't grow up in Middle Tennessee, right? No, I did not. I'm actually originally from the Houston area, so down in, down in Houston, Texas. Howdy. Howdy. So yeah, my uh, my family comes uh, from the southwest side uh, in a in a in what used to be a really small town called Sugarland. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not so small anymore. No, it's 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 enormous now. But it it's it's one of those it's one of those towns that got its name from the industry uh, that was around because it used to be sugarcane fields, and there was a big sugar refinery which is actually still there and is now the town museum wow but it was like everybody was there working the sugarcane field so they just named the town sugarland yeah you you think people think nashville has a traffic problem uh you go to houston i get oh, I, yeah. would, I would drive down from wichita kansas down to dallas and then i had friends in uh houston i'd drive down to the to houston and i'd get to the woodlands and i'm like i'm almost there no got another hour no. before i know you're into. not yeah exactly so okay so when did you move to middle tennessee uh a year and a half ago but i didn't move from houston i moved from denver oh yeah because that makes sense yeah so so <laughs> in in my life so I, I was born born in houston then growing up we moved to new orleans then we moved to albuquerque new mexico so i swapped wow. the sides of texas yep then back to houston then I went to Cedar Rapids, Iowa, back to Houston, then to Denver, and now here to Tennessee. You know that song, I've Been Everywhere, Man? You, yeah. Familiar with that? There you go. That's it. So you've ended up in Middle Tennessee, and we've we've used a few of your minutes with the other podcasts. So uh, yep. let's let's dig into it. What is Jay Galt, and what what can you help business owners with 
uh, today with Jay Galt? So at Jay Galt, what we do is we help you cash flow your business oh, like Wall Street does. You give us money? Uh, not necessarily. Uh, we help you get access to money. But what we're what we're going to do is we're going to help you get all the access to all of the capital and credit that your business would ever need, but without any personal guarantees. And we do that by helping you build up the credit profile that's associated with your EIN number that's attached to either your LLC or your S Corp or your C Corp. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Um, and, and what we find is there are so many business owners out there. I mean, talking people who've been in business, you know, 10 plus years that have no idea that their EIN number has a credit profile like you and I have a FICA score on our social security right. number. Right. Yeah. And, and exactly. And I, I started my first business in 83 and uh, I was 15 and they talked a lot about in Australia, it was done in Bradstreet. You're done in Bradstreet ranking, right? You're done in mm -hmm. Bradstreet rating. And I don't know if that's applicable here in the US, but it is. Um, yeah. So the done in Bradstreet getting, getting a business, uh, growing a business credit score, not just a, a personal credit score. And I think most people don't even know that this is something that they can do. So how does a person check what their credit score is for their business and how do they get with you to improve it? So get in touch with me because what we can do is we can pull um, anyone's business credit report. Unlike, unlike, you know, like Ed, I would have to actually get your permission to pull your personal credit report because right. that's private information. But a business credit report is a matter of public record. So, so I can pull anybody's business credit report. Here's the rub is if you've if your EIN number has never been registered with the credit bureaus you might not even actually have a business credit report right and i've run across that where folks have said hey can you pull my business credit report and i'm like sure absolutely you send in the information and we get nothing that that happened this week right where i sent a request and they said nothing's there cuz nothing's nope. ever been registered so what's what's a quick three tips for business owners if they are not familiar with that? What what should they be doing to build their business credit? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, first of all, in in the very minimum, make sure that their EIN number is actually registered with the three credit bureaus. So that's Dun and Bradstreet, Experian Business, and Equifax Business. And Equifax business and Experian business, that's separate from Experian and Equifax that, that does the FICO score. Right. And, um, so, and second, yeah, go on. And, and I would say secondly, is they should see if their bank actually reports to the credit bureaus. You know, that's just a simple phone call. Um, and, and, and spoiler alert, chances are that answer is going to be a no. So does it make sense to find a bank that does report to the credit? I guess if you got money in the bank, that would help. It would help, but here's but here's here's the here's the problem that a lot of people are facing is the fact that you could be a model business owner and not be establishing business credit because less than 7% of vendors and lenders actually will report. Wow. So you could have had you could have had a relationship with a bank for 10 plus years but if they don't fall into that category of doing any kind of reporting, then you've got nothing. 
the other issue that people are going to that, that people have is unlike our FICO scores, business credit actually has four different tiers. Tier one is the lowest. Then you move up to tier two, tier three and tier four. And certain vendors or lenders will only operate in certain tiers. So you might have a relationship with a bank that only reports once you're in tier three. And if you're in tier one, they're not going to do anything. So people really, if they are interested in building business credit, and I would think that the benefit, uh, the benefit of business credit is if you're a house flipper or a remodeler or something, having that business credit that you can go out and borrow money on that investment property or for that in next investment property or for what you're doing doesn't um, affect your personal credit. That would be the biggest benefit uh, for you, would it not? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's all about, it, it really comes down to a couple of different things. As far as business credit goes, there, there's, there's no downside. There's absolutely zero downside to building business credit. Secondly, you can get access to way higher amounts of credit and capital on your EIN number than you can ever get on your FICO score. Right. And secondly, it's on the business it's not on you. You're not having to personally guarantee. You're not having to worry about, oh my gosh, if this doesn't go through, if this doesn't turn out right, uh, you know, I've just put the house on the line or I've, you know, whatever other assets you have. So, you know, it, it really comes down to how much longer do you just want to keep doing it the old way and risking everything that you've built, you know, on your business? Because let's face it. The whole reason you got an LLC or an S Corp or a C Corp was to separate you and your business. And then they're always asking for a personal guarantee from your personal. Exactly. Credit. Yeah, exactly. So what do you have any stories for us on some of the benefits that you've seen or some of the things that have happened because a company has business credit? So yeah, so I do actually. So there was a company that uh, that we as a company worked with a, a few years ago. Um, it it was a trucking company, um, you know, smaller, not not necessarily a nationwide company. Um, you know, it was a it was a woman owned business. Um, she was spending twenty thousand dollars a month on fuel. When we pulled her business credit report, it came back that because of her business credit score, she was only approved for $1,000 in business credit. Wow. Well, that's nothing. Right. I mean, if you're spending 20, you know, you know just, just on, on people, forget about insurance, forget about insurance and payroll and, you know, everything else, $1,000 does nothing. By following the Jay Galt method of building business credit at the end of a year, she had built that, she had gone from $1,000 in business credit to over $724,000 in business credit. Wow. Yeah. So if she's going to buy this new is, trucks or do anything like that, she's in a really good position uh, that she could have never done with her personal finances, with her personal credit score. Well, and, you know, if you think about it, you know, building up business credit gives you basically the the flexibility to do anything mm -hmm. so if you're looking to grow and scale your business it's there for you you know if you need to buy land great you can do that with an ein number but it's also there 
It can also be there for in case of an emergency. You know, how many people had, you know, saw a, a worldwide pandemic happening in 2020? Right. Yeah. No. So not only could it, yeah, yeah, nobody did. And so in so business credit only, can only also the, be there to weather the storm. Only the ones you that, say? only the ones that created the pandemic. You know, they Okay, well, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can get well, into conspiracy This is not a conspiracy later. theory podcast. So yeah, let's just leave it there. No, uh, you know what though, Ed, is I did see a meme yesterday that was a, a chalkboard, and on one side of the chalkboard it had experts and nothing underneath. And on the other side of the chalkboard, it had conspiracy theorists and it had all different kinds of marks there. <laughs> well, hey, d didn't we just find out from the government that they've known about aliens for years and years and years? You know, so, you know, sometimes just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you, I think is the way that line goes. Ex exactly. Yeah, anyway. And, you know, and there's there's all the conspiracy theorists, you know, with the vaccine and everything like right. that. And I'm like, look, I grew up in the 90s. You know, I saw the x-files i know how this turns out right you know uh, my favorite dad joke around that is um i can count on one hand how many times i've been to chernobyl 14 <laughs> right right so, uh, there you go exactly as a business owner, it can be tiring paying cash for everything you need. Well, there's a better way. Introducing Trade Bank of Nashville. Our bartering service lets you exchange goods and services without the need for cash transactions. Trade Bank helps businesses like yours reduce expenses, bring in new business, and keep your cash where you need it most. Find out more and join our barter network today. Start getting what you need without paying cash because sometimes barter is just smarter. Apply today at nashville.tradebank.com. So, okay, Michael, that's a lot of great information. People that own businesses should be reaching out to you and all of Michael's information will be available in the podcast yeah. show notes on whatever platform you're watching this in. Um, and if it's on YouTube, it'll be in the, it'll be in the YouTube description. Michael, what do you do when you're not working? What do you do for fun? I know you've got some interesting hobbies. I do. I do. Uh, for one, I play the bagpipes. Boy, does he play the bagpipes. Um, <laughs> and it uh, so doesn't that's... sound like squeezing a cat. It actually sounds like music. It was. I was very impressed. It was very loud, though. In fairness, we, ve we were in a very enclosed Small office. Room. Yes. Yeah, and I, I want to say, I can't remember exactly. It was either the late 50s, maybe the early 60s, uh, where the British Army finally declassified bagpipes as a weapon. Oh, really? <laughs> and and, as, and as, a, as a musical instrument. There you go. There you go. Well, maybe they could write them off or something. I don't know. Who knows why they would do that? Uh, who, who, knows? Okay. who knows? So when you're not working and you're not playing the bagpipes, what are some of your hidden gems around Middle Tennessee? Uh, you know, we're still, we're still exploring Middle Tennessee, having only been here for a year and a half. Um, I am a huge fan of the Fainting Goat coffee shop in Spring Hill. Yep. Um, you know, that place, it, it's, it's, it's so great because the, the building um, is, you know, it's, it's, it's like that, you know, it's, a, it's an old Southern style house, but then you walk in um, and then you've got, you know, all the, they've got so many different all paintings. Rooms. Yep. Oh, oh, yeah, well, yeah. no, the, the paintings of goat, you know, and so you've got, um, oh my gosh, I can't think of his name. Um, David Bowie, Ziggy Stardust as a goat, right? You know, hanging on the wall. They've got one that looks like Mr. Spock from Star Trek. Uh, you know, so it's it. You know, it's just an absolutely wonderful place to hang out. 
Uh, and your previous guest stole my other one, 1819. That, that, well, 1819 that place is, is great too. Yeah. Okay. So yep. two coffee um, shops. So what's your and third then, and then gym? The town square in Columbia. Oh, okay. Interesting. You're the first person I, to say that. I I absolutely absolutely love uh, the main town square in Columbia. Um, when we we moved here in March of last year, and my sister in law and brother in law drove their RV uh, here, and, and they stayed out at the state park that's out there, and, and we said, okay, hey, you know, meet us in the you know town square. We'll go to Puckett's. Um, you know, we'll have a, you know, have a nice meal. They have live music. It'll be great. Well, when we were there waiting for our table, there was this crowd of people in front of the courthouse. It's, you know, it's in the middle of the town square. And we're like, what the heck is going on? And then the fire department showed up. And then of course we were really like, what the heck is going on? And while we were waiting for our table, the fire department was replacing the huge American flag that hangs on the outside of the front of the courthouse. And, you know, and just, just how cool was that? You know, here it is, it's sundown, you know, it's, it's a absolutely beautiful evening. And, and, and here we get to, you know, you know, essentially watch, you know, this ceremony and, and it was just a fabulous experience. How, you know, there's great shots. Was this a one-time replacement or is this something they do on a regular basis? I'm not 100% sure. Okay. I would imagine it would have to be done on a, on a fairly regular basis because it's not like they roll the flag up at night or anything like that. I, it hangs 24 seven. And, you know, just like any kind of a flag, if you, you know, you leave it out in the sun, it's going to fade. So yeah. I, I'm, I, you know, what's, what's the schedule as far as how often it, um, it gets replaced. I don't know. All I know is, you know, we, we were lucky to be there the night that they did it. Awesome. So anything else that you want to share with us? We've got your hidden gems. We've got a little bit about Jay Gold. We've got a little bit about bagpipes. Do you have a CD? Do you have a CD, Michael, people can buy with your music? I do not. I'm there not, we go. I, that, that's the next I, thing. I, I am, oh, I'm not that good, man. <laughs> I, I, you know, like, I, you know I, I, I would say I'm, I'm a pretty fair player, but I'm not good enough Uh to 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 have a to have a cd i mean i can i can recommend some cds I, if you really want to get in if you really want to listen to some bagpipe music um i can well, recommend some very good cds for you well folks if you want to listen to bagpipe music michael's contact information will be in the chat and he can put you on to uh onto those people that he feels are worth listening to uh anything else you want to share with us michael we've got a couple of minutes left um you know i i i as far as the, you know, what what we do with Jay Galt, yep. Um, I, I love just sitting down and talking to people about their business and getting to know them. So give me a call, send me an email. Uh, I would love to just sit down and learn about your business and and, when, and and just and see what we can do. And when Michael says that, that's exactly what he he means. He doesn't mean that you're going to get a pushy sales pitch about. No. doing what that's not michael michael loves building relationships learning about people um and i could highly recommend you sitting down with michael and finding out more about what jay galt does uh, can't recommend him high, highly enough uh we hang out together each each wednesday at at our business networking international chapter down in franklin at the elks lodge come join us some yeah wednesday morning at 7 a.m um yeah you can you can I Go ahead. 
I was going to ask you, you know, to to tie in from the last from the, from the last, uh, is, what was your favorite board game growing up? Ooh, I because I I loved I love board games, right? And okay, I and so, I played them a ton growing up. So for me, uh, we played a lot of Risk, a lot of Cluedo. Uh, you call it? Do you call it Clue over here? Yeah, Clue. Yeah, so Cluedo in Australia. I don't know why. Um, Clue, and then there was a great British game called scott uh scotland yard is it scotland yard yeah scotland yard and you chase this bad guy around the london um transit system using undergrounds and buses Ah. and um in fact i i found an old copy on ebay and i bought it so i've got it here maybe you and i could play that sometime that'd Um, be fun so risk and monopoly i always love monopoly because once i learn out learned how to win at monopoly it's a no brainer for me. So I love playing Monopoly, but nobody will play me in Monopoly anymore. So, uh, cause Fair I just, enough. I lock down the board and, and I win, you know, so how about yourself? Uh, definitely risk. Um, my, my best friend growing up was, uh, he had eight brothers and sisters. And, you know, if I had to make a list of all of my, you know, all of the greatest accomplishments in life, um, not only my best friend, but all of his brothers and sisters were big gamers. And the fact that it at his house, I won one game of risk. Um, that's that's hard with like seven or other, you know, with a bunch of players and them forming alliances and stuff and blocking oh my areas. Gosh. You know, yeah. Me, uh, the course. other game. Yeah, go on. Yeah, the other game was Axis and Allies. Oh, I never played it. I saw it a lot, but I never played it. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then when I got older, there was a board game called Talisman. Mm, heard of it, never played it. Yeah. Yeah. I still have I still have all of those games. And uh you my know, it's kids just... are into my kids are into uh Secret Hitler, um Secret Settlers Hitler. of Catan, um mm. and a and a, a few other different a few other different uh board games like that. But you know, the game I really enjoyed was as I became an adult in the early 90s, or I was an adult a lot yeah. already, but uh, started playing Magic the Gathering, which is the yes. card game. Yep. Love Magic. Um, Sue's, Sue's a couple of minutes early. She'll, she'll be back. Um, so, so yeah, I definitely am a big gamer. And then with the computers, for me, it was um, Command and Conquer, uh, mm-hmm. Starcraft. Age of Empires 2. I would challenge anybody to Age of Empires 2. We used to have a setup in my in our old house where we had three computers built into um into the closets for the kids, took the doors off, put shelves in. They each had their computer, and then I had my computer. And the two boys and I would play Age of Empires 2 or Battle for Middle Earth 2. And we had the best time. And that, you know, it was fun. I never let him win, but I'm also a big fan of Stratego as well. When Alice and I first got married, we would sit around playing Stratego and she would beat my butt. She did very clever gamer. She always never considered herself a gamer. She learned how to play Magic the Gathering, um, beat me, and then never played again. Of course. Yeah, of course. So, you know, she had she that claim to fame. Mike, drop him out of here. That's yeah. right. Hey, Michael, it's great. Having had you on the show, uh, definitely recommend people reach out to you and we'll have all your contact information in the chat. Perfect. That'd be great. Ed, thank you so much for having me. It's been great. No worries. Have a good day. You too.
the Nashville 2 Podcast with your host, Edward Fox.